so before I start, actually, um, I've I felt this week that I've I'm I'm going to call about two three people to to the front just to share about last weekend and what they experienced here with the the the, the, the conference and because why um, I always it's not just a, f- a feeling like I know what happens when someone shares what the Lord did in their lives. You know, um, it's, it's, it's something, when you hear what the Lord does in someone else's life, and you see, hell, as you hear that, you can do it, can I do it with my work? Okay, so it's, it's, it is, when we hear someone else's testimonies, builds of faith. And um, I, I said to one guy once that when you share a testimony, you share the good things that the Lord did in your life. And it says in Revelation 19, it says that the testimony of Jesus, the testimony of what he is doing in your life is a spirit of prophecy. So each time that we speak about what the Lord um, did in our lives, we actually speak life to people. We actually speak life into them. We actually then build their faith. So it's very important, I feel, to always share what the Lord has done in our lives. Um, so, and, and that's something we really, really, really want to do more more often in church, um, I know our setup here isn't working that well, but we remember guys that's been here a while. We've got prayer requests and praise reports, and that's um, something that we truly want you guys to fill in, if you can fill it in with your name or anonymous. But if there's something good that the Lord did in your life, share it, because it, it's, it's something that up, uplifts us all. I mean... I mean, so I'm going to start with um, Jakub, if you can come, come forward. I put him on the spot. I told him um, last night when he was already asleep, I sent him a message. Like, Sorry, manier. But it's because I know he can and I believe in him. And um, this is a man with lots of wisdom. So. Good morning, everyone. Okay, so this is not my strong suit. I'm, I'm back there. That's my, my place. Yeah, I just feel what I can share as, as last weekend, most of the weekend I was serving. Friday night on, on a camera at the back. Um, Saturday I was sitting in, in through the sessions. And Sunday again on the camera. And you guys were so packed in front I couldn't film. Um, on Sunday, I had to use that chair that Donnie is sitting on, use the tripod as like a tower, just to get some, some view of what's happening in front. So, my testimony basically is just um, the participation, and I could see from through the camera view, I could see what was happening in front, and the engagement that was happening here, and you can just see the Holy Spirit working uh, through that. Um, and then on on Sunday service, um, someone I, I can't even remember. I think Greg came to to f- do the filming. I had to come in front because I've been I've I've got a bad shoulder, and it's getting worse and worse, and my my trainer there at the back, we, we, we just can't get it um, through treatment and rehab to get it working better. So I came and JC prayed, uh, not, for, not for healing, but for a new shoulder. And it's getting better, but we, we're still trusting the Lord that it's going to happen. And yeah, so just my view is just... I could see through the camera how the Holy Spirit is working um, in everyone here that was was participating. So yeah, 
Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So, um, and, and that's that's um, something that we actually see regularly that we don't understand the Lord's ways. His ways are higher than our ways. It it is what it is. So we we don't always have all the answers. But we've seen and heard so many of the the, the people that um, they might not have got instant healing that night, but on the Tuesday, the Wednesday, it's a, a process, and but his reasons for that, which we don't always understand, but still it's happening. When he begins something good in people, if he uh, uh, finishes his good work, so that's that's quite awesome. Um, and feel free in Afrikaans or English. Thank you. Morning, everybody. When we change, we change to see him. And um, I think when we change, we also change to seek everything in him. Johannes Kutsia is a very, very difficult person. Amen. Um, <laughs> when he phones you up on a Sunday or Friday morning, rather, and ask if you can come around for a cup of coffee, you need to know you're going to stand here on Sunday morning, <laughs> whether you want to or not. Um, I just want to say thank you, Johannes, for the opportunity. Um, we agreed to two things. One of them was, what I need to say today, I could say in Afrikaans, my mother tongue, or in English, so I prefer Afrikaans. The second thing we agreed on was, I do have an hour. I'm <laughs> 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 joking. Without delay, I would like to jump into my mother tongue, Afrikaans. For die van julle wat last week en vrijdag met conferentie was, um, ek dink baie het gebeur, ons was allemaal geraak. Soveel so dat, ek dink as ek moet beginnen praat, gaan ek nie ophou nie, en, en ek het nie een uur nie, ek het 20 minuten, 10 minuten. hoeveel het ek gekry? Um, ek wil net vanmorgen sê, dat ons allemaal als conservatieve mensen en ek dink ons is allemaal conservatief. Ons weet wat is reg en verkeerd, ons word so gebore. Ons krijgt toch daar iets in ons, wat ons vandag ena weet is reg of is verkeerd. Ons waardes en normes, is wat ons die relevens vat, en wat ons maak wie ons is. Een stapje wat ons ook in die leven geleer het, is dat jy nooit vat wat jy nie voor vraag nie, en wat jy ook nie doen, voordat jy nie, tevrede en gemakkelijk voel daarmee nie. En wat vir my oor die nawek uitgesteek het, en ek dink een besonder vrijdagavond was, die vertrouwen en die geloof wat die Heere in my opgebreek het, om daar een stapje te kon gee en te kon profiteer, wat die Heere op my hart geleed, wat vir my absoluut geen sin gemaakt het nie. Dit wat ek gesien het in my gedagtes en wat ek vir die persoon voorgeleed, het vir my absoluut geen sin gemaakt. So wel so, dat het my geplaaid, en toe ek saderagochtend wakker word, en ek sien hier sy boodskap, om my foon van die betrokke persoon al wat vir my sê, maar dit wat jy aan my profiteer het, is precies waar ek in die laaste week mee stoei. Um, die tweede ding wat ook met my gebeur het, was die geneesing. Ek kon drie weke terug nie my linkerhand so optel nie. Ek kon hom glad nie so optel nie. My score was eenvoudig net van so'n aard. Hy was net nie gezond nie. So geneesing het ook plaas gevind en ek prijs die heren en ek dank die heren daarvoor. En ek dank die geleentheid wat ek jy het om vandag het aan jylle allemaal. Kom maar dra. Baie dankie. Amen. Baie dankie Piet. So, the Lord works differently in different People, I, I can know there's, there were a few um, people that they, they really struggled in the weekend to 
to receive a word or to receive a picture or something. And if they do, is it right? Is it not? Is it from them? Is it God? Just chaos up here. But, but it's interesting that as we grow in our walk with God and as we learn to hear his voice, then we also learn that sometimes it's not up to us to give this super prophetic revelation to whoever receives it. But we might get just a word or a picture or whatever, but it's then up to the individual that receive it to hear from, from God, how does that fit into my life? What do you, um, what's there that you want to, 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 to share with me? And that's, that's um, something that we must know that because we're body, the one individual won't always have all the answers. Because then, what happens then? So, so it's, it's, it's awesome to see how the, the Lord works with us all, with what we share, what we receive, and how we interpret it. And everything leads us to, He wants us to search Him. That's all it's about. Okay, one more. Ina, he took word. She um, may have more than one minute. I was just going to say that um, <laughs> you only gave me one minute. Yeah, Johannes also asked me to share something. And um, it's exciting to know that we are moving into times where God really pushes us beyond our boundaries. And we, we sometimes feel insecure about certain things, but we know and we trust that God is in control and all we need to do is just let go. So coming to the conference and um, experiencing everything and just, you know, going through the motion of everything that we needed to go through, um, we went into a new week and we were excited for the new week and we were all amped and we hit a few roadblocks at our school. <laughs> but, um, you know, we really stood firm and decided we're not going to let this throw us. And um, we have our one colleague at school who um, didn't really understand what it was all about, you know, receiving the Holy Spirit and, you know, giving your, recommitting your heart and going through all of that. And it was so beautiful because we were in our school, in our place where we work, we were allowed to bring God all the way in. He's there every day, but this time it was... It was profound, and we could really feel it. And Melani and myself were so um, fortunate because we can stand in a business together. We can stand in um, as prayer partners together, but we can also stand in a ministry together. And I realized this anew this week when we were um, praying for her, or I, I invited her actually to come in, and we would like to pray for her. And, you know, just put our faith out there and ask the Holy Spirit to come and just fill her. And it was so beautiful. Um, I started praying, forgetting the protocol a little bit. And um, <laughs> lucky for me, um, God equips us with two. And Melani came in and she prayed and she went through the whole um, protocol and how things work and step by step leading her into a prayer. And I was interceding alongside her. And we could literally feel the presence of the Holy Spirit come down upon her. And we could see it physically. And once she was filled with the Holy Spirit and the moment was gone, we could actually feel the Holy Spirit just lift. Not leave again, but just lift. And it was a beautiful experience for both of us. And just to know that we can minister to our staff, we have the uh, freedom to minister to our staff. And even one of our parents also came in um, the one morning and she was really distorted and she was um, anxious. And I just, well, I didn't take no for an answer. And I just said, well, come on, <laughs> sit on our couch. And um, I called Melani in and I said, let's pray for her. And I could just see um, a vision of the, a dove just coming down slowly and softly and settling on her shoulder. And it was so beautiful to know that this is, this is it. This is what we can move in. This is what God has powered us into moving into. And this is what he wants for us to just be an extension of heaven here on earth. And I'm grateful for that. Was that a minute? Big long.
Perfect. Amen. Danke. 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 Give them a hand. And that's, that's really, that's really uh, I love hearing from these things because, again, it, when we hear these things, it, it gives confirmation of the word. The word says, and the song as well, the kingdom is at hand. It's by Yoanda. It's not up there, it's at hand. And it, it, it means that things that we saw this weekend or last weekend and within this week, it means what was happening, what is happening there is now happening here. The kingdom is at hand. It's here. So for us, uh, we just need to, to see it all the time and make sure we know that we are walking in that kingdom reality already. Amen? So it's like, and before I start my sermon, I hope uh, I get through everything this morning, but um, on my way to church in the morning, I, I saw also, um, not sure it's because this last few days I had lots of prize at home, but I saw coals, cooler. And you know, when you, you um, the next day, it, it, it's got this uh, layer of ash on it. And I asked the Lord, okay, is this, a, is this a flesh thing or is it from you? So I need to hear what he says. But I believe it was from God. Okay. As it did not with flesh, but I need to call it on, is it all that from here? So it, it was of, of God, but I've, I've, I felt that that um, for us last uh, 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 weekend was, you know, we were all on fire, hot coals, and it can happen after a while that on the hot coals there's the ash that settles there, and when we share about the things that the Lord did, it's as if you you take the ash and just blow it off, and the hot coals begin again to burn. And that's something that we need to do regularly to, um, to keep the coals hot, to keep the, 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 the fire alive. And it's not something we can do always on our own. We have to do it together. Amen? Okay, so let, let's get to the word. Um, so today's topic I'm going to speak about is, is public and private victories, public and private victories, and I, I, I trust that it will, it will link up with, with what we learned these last few weeks with hearing God's voice. The last weekend again, we learned practical ways on, on how to hear His voice. The, the, the question is now, we saw that it's not rocket science, it's all there, but now that we hear his voice, what are we going to do about it? I always ask that thing of what are we going to do about it? And I'm going to speak about today as like a spiritual discipline that it will show how and why many people with gifts, gifted people either make it in life with a spiritual walk with God or not. And, and yeah. So there's, there's one thing that I've learned in my years. Like I've been in the ministry way back since 2010, a bit earlier actually. 27, I think, and there's one thing I've learned, and then there's for that a, a, a slide on the, the screen for that, that there will be no consistent public victories without the history of private victories. So for us as believers, there will be no consistent public victories, and what's that? It's a, a constant demonstration of the power of God in your life if you don't have a history of private victories. 
I hope today will make, make all sense with that. Um, when it comes to the private, um, the, the victories, it's when we do all those little things behind the scenes that no one else sees. It's just between us and God. And this, this, the same way that we have the, the, um, um, the victories, if we have a lot of, of um, private f- f- the failures, then it will set us up, depending how we, ha- how we handle it, to live a lifestyle and have a mindset of failure. And that's then how you see life. Because you f- fail in all these little things, then we begin to see our life also as a failure. Why? Because each time you, you do something and you, 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 you make a mistake and you fail, and it, it gets hold of you, you begin to be, be scared to do the next thing because you might fail. You become scared of new things because you feel you might fail. You become scared of change because it represents just many more opportunities that you might fail. And the Lord wants us to, 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 to position ourselves in a, a spot where we live successful lives, that we have continuous victories in our private life so that we set ourselves up for that, you know what, change can come, things can come, it's okay, it will be a success because the Lord has me in his hand. And the he's got me. Amen. So, when we have a lot of private the, 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 the failures, we begin to, to live that life of, I, you expect some things to fail. You expect that everything you touch, you do, will fail, and it, it puts you back, it, it sets you back, it brings in fear, and fear just stops you from trying new things, from stepping out, from looking forward to something new. So that fear of change, it actually builds a wall, and you're inside that wall, and it, it begins, like I said here in my notes, that it, it begins to, to breed Fear within you, if you let it, and the more f- the, f- the fear you have in your life, the more you, uh, you open up your your life for any attacks of the enemy. Um, there's this thing, and I've I've said this uh, before. There's this 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 thing that um, when you look at faith and you look at fear, it's actually the same thing. How can I say that? Faith and fear is actually the same thing, but why? If you look at fear, fear is you expect something negative to happen that hasn't happened yet. Future thing. Faith is you expect something good to happen that hasn't happened yet. So that they, they, they come from the same sort of a, I don't want to say, say the same Route, but there's there's a difference between faith and fear. The one is just you expect negative things to happen all the time. Where with fear is you expect good things and and to happen all the time. And I'm not going to talk too long about this, but again, fear leads to what anxiety, and and that leads again to what. Depression, fear leads to anxiety. You're like expecting things to be wrong. Just it begins to eat you up from the inside, and that whole the mindset then, because it's always negative, 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 it leads to depression. Let's look it up in the scripture. It says in Proverbs 12, verse. 25, it says the following. 
anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. So now this last a week we also we also heard about when you give a word to to, to, to someone when you receive something from the Lord to speak to someone, if it's from the Lord, you speak a good word to someone. So a good word makes the heart glad. It gives hope again to the person. It brings life into them because why? You speak Jesus to them. Makes sense. So a good word makes it glad. When you share a good word with someone, gives them hope, it gives them a, f- a future, it brings them joy even in the midst of their trials. And the next one, a history of private victories will set you in a lifestyle that expects victory. So the more victories you have behind the scenes, and I'm going to speak a little bit more now about what that means, but the more victories you have behind the scenes, the small victories, it begins to put something within your heart, your mind, but you expect it to happen, you expect victories. So it sets you up to look for, look for victories and expect it and walk in it, and not the other way around. And that expectancy, you can have it and you can live it even if you live in a life where life is not happy all the time. Um, it, it, it doesn't matter what your life situation is, you expect something good to happen because why? You have a history of success behind the scenes, you and God. All these, um, these other things will not influence you. And when we talk about private victories, it's, it's um, something between you and God. It's only you guys that see it. When we talk about public victories, it's seen by you and others and God. So when we talk about a private victory, and I'm going to, talk about things that might sound simple and irrelevant, but it's, it's, it's a, a way of growing your faith in God. So, for instance, you, you walk into a building here, and on the floor there's papirkis wat and papers and whatever else, and you just see it, you must do something about it, but you ignore it, you leave it, and you walk on. But, but, but you, you felt, you, you saw it's there, and there was something that said, pick it up, but I can see no list, I can see no nemoedie. It no gestort. You leave it there. Little things. The, the Lord, he, he gives you sort of a, a nudge to, to just, just do that little thing. If you you, you, you walk outside, there's, there's a Kit Kat thing flying everywhere because of the wind. Pick it up, and put it in the trash, but someone else will do it. Because you know, less often. Myself as well, I struggle with that sometimes in our, our home, <laughs> home environment. Um, but my wife do get very angry at me sometimes um, when it comes to changing of a toilet roll. I'm not sure why, but there's a a thing that stands up in me and I resist. I'm not sure. When it's empty, when there's just one more ply there, I I leave it there. (laughs) Because I can't use it, I leave it. But each time, each time, and I, I repent of that, like, Lord, it's... Little things, but you get 
prompted, do it. And now you ignore it. Little things. And the thing is, what I've, what I've seen for myself as well, each time I ignore something little like that, I, I tend to feel a little bit um, convicted. Like, yes, who's it? And uh, like, now I failed, I failed with this now. Just a little thing. But now the, there's this seed in my head. If I can fail with this thing once, and it's a stupid thing, there's a toilet roll, man. Or, or I don't rinse my coffee afterwards, it's just standing there. A little thing and I leave it, and then the next one I leave and I, I, I feel like, yo, this is beginning to, to plant the seed in me of, but if I can say no now, to a little thing like that, which is also from God, then there'll be things in the, f the future that if, if I can say to this no, then I can say no to this as well. And I begin to, and to worry, but hey, if God tells me things, I can actually say no to him. That's a scary thought. So I don't want to say no, but I already did it. And I, I be become, fear creeps in like, wow, I have the ability to say no to God. And then fear comes in because of a little thing like that. And I begin to nurture that thing. And because I nurture my little fear, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I t totally say no to everything because I'm scared of what will happen if I say yes. So little things, little things. But when I obey, it counters that mindset of failure. So for instance, um, sometimes, and yeah, I'm going to share this, just, it's not for myself, it's because I'm going to share it, I might lose my reward in heaven, so I'm going to share it. Um, sometimes um, in the shops, I, I stand there and if there's someone with a few things, I just put that on my bill and I pay and I walk out, boom, gone. Just because I felt, yo, and this guy here, I really need to help him. Um, he doesn't have to know why, uh, uh, no one has to know why, but I just pay and boom, and I'm gone. Sometimes I do the same things in a restaurant because I feel like, yo, I really need to please the, you know, the family and pay the bill and I walk out. They've got no idea who. But the Lord nudge me to do it, so I do it, so now I feel that that was a success. And it's, it's in private, but it was a success, and that one was a success because I heard and I did it. So now it begins to change my the mindset of a life of success with God, and I can see him then move in that situation, and now it begins to build my faith because I know what he does in me and through me, I begin to trust God. Amen. So then I begin to expect success in Jesus Christ. If you look at the life of um, David, so there were a time when we all know the story where he killed the lion, he killed the bear. Um, do you think that the whole of, of Israel was there and, 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 and they looked and like, David, you go, man. You go, go kill that bear. Yeah, yeah. And that lion, kill it. No. He was a shepherd like Jesus. He was alone on his own wherever in the wilderness. No one saw him. But, but being alone, it was him and God. He had a private victory, <laughs> legit victory, I think is awesome. He killed the lion with his bare hands. 
with his bare hands. That's a joke. <laughs> he killed a lion with his bare hands. He killed a bear. But that, that set him up because he knew, but wait, the Lord looked after me here. He had a private victory. He looked after me here. He had a private victory. So now they say, come in and kill a giant. Okay. Because he, from, from a history of, of success with the Lord, he knew it was just another thing. So then he were able to kill a giant in public. But that's not the big thing. You know, all three of, of, of those things led to a, a greater success in his walk with God. So there was a, a, a story in 2 Samuel um, where, where he, him and 600 men, they, they, they fought uh, in a, a city called Ziklag. So now when they, they came there, they saw, okay, cool, all our wives and children were abducted and, and, and um, taken away. And the, 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 the men that was with him, so his close people, his um, people that he looked over, that they actually wanted to kill him because it's war and they all lost their wives and their kids and they wanted to stone David. But because he walked with God, he had successes with God in private, he had a very strong trust relationship with God. And it says in, um, and there's a scripture there, it says in 1 Samuel 30 verse 6, the following, which is awesome. So, so that's now when all his friends and his army wanted to stone him to death. It says, now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. That's his own people. He freed the means and he needs his own people. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. Here's the kicker. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He knew the successes that he had. He knew the involvement of the Lord in those successes. So he knew that the Lord will not leave him alone. So he strengthened himself in the Lord. And that's something we can learn from him. There is, is within that small victories that you have, his, his, his ones might not be small private victories. He killed a lion and a bear. But say, for instance, now he walked there and he picked up rubbish or whatever else. Within that small victories, the Lord set him up to have supernatural strength in public. In a different area, he had received supernatural strength. So when you have a history of success, it leaves you with that feeling of, I will succeed whatever God brings my way. Because why? The Lord will ensure it. So with that private victories that you have, it's, it's, like, it's like the Lord... It, 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 it takes a steel bowl, and just imagine that, I hope I say this right, but he, he puts it there in your spine, not sure how it enters, puts it there in your spine, the steel rod in your spine, so that when you are in, in a, a 
public area and pressure comes, you will not bend and break because he strengthened you. He strengthened you. It's like, for instance, if you, if you look at the, the, the private, um, the, 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 the victories, if, if you look at what you do, all those little things, no matter how simple it might look to you, but all those uh, uh, little things, you can, you can s- s- see it as grains of sand. So within itself, it means nothing. It's just a little bit here, a little bit there. It means nothing, it's just a little bit, a little bit. But, with, but then if you see the Holy Spirit that works with you, if you see that Holy Spirit in what he does, he's the concrete mix. So now if you take that sand and mix it with the concrete, you get a very, very strong foundation in your private victories that will set you up for victories in public. So it might look insignificant what you do, but now the, the toilet Toilet roll is what you opposite. And it's not just to replace the toilet roll, it's which way is the front and the back. It's not just picking up a piece of paper. It's 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 more than that. It's it's not just that. There's so much more because it comes with a, a, a obedient heart. And when you mix that with a concrete of Holy Spirit, it lays a very, very strong Foundation for you. Here's something I've noticed as well. Um, I think there's for that a slide on them, but I'm just going to read it here. The thickness of your foundation is directly proportional to the success of your coming ministry. Thickness of your foundation. That mixture between sand and concrete is directly proportionate to the size and the success of your coming ministry. It doesn't mean you're all going to be full-time in a church, blah, 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 but it's where you are at that you minister. Where you are at, that's where the Lord is going to use you. For instance, if, if if you look at a building, who's who's into construction here? Who knows construction? You guys here. If you build a building, would you dig twenty meters down, fill it all up with concrete, and then on the bottom or on the floor level, you can put it whatever. Um, on the ground level, you, you, you put a little shed with all your, your things in it, your tools. It doesn't make sense, no. So there's, there's, there's something that the Lord um, does is when he lays very strong foundations in your life, then you must know there's a very, very strong calling on your life. And it's something that might happen overnight. We feel sometimes... Of if you, if you pick up that one bit of paper, then hey, I I did my job for the the day. Now you gotta use me in the prophetic. No, it's that consistency, consistent small victories over time that builds a strong foundation. But we all want to have those gifts and operate in the the gifts. Um, so much earlier than the Lord always wants to. He first wants to make sure he lays a strong foundation before he releases us into our callings. Um, because we've, we've seen as well, um, when, you, when you, you, you build a house and it doesn't have any strong foundations, you see that nogal gereeld na hierdie windhoek 
then the house begins to crack. It begins to crack. So, so for us as believers, we, we really need to, 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 to focus on that small, um, the victories, have a strong foundation, so that when the Lord puts us where he, he wants us, and that'll be in public, where he wants to use us, that when the pressure comes from people and the media and whoever else, that we don't crack, that the house stays standing. And um, I, think, I think we all know of, of, of churches, especially, unfortunately, um, where they were... It began to to show cracks, and everything became imploded, and many people get hurt because of that, and that's not the Lord's heart. So again, these small private victories between you and God will set you up to be able to withstand what's going to come in the, the public. Because for the Lord, it's about building his kingdom. It's about looking after the people and not let them get hurt because you wanted to rush into your calling and your gifting and everything. Make sense? There's this one guy, um, he's, he's, he's not alive anymore, prophet, but he, it, he tells us a, a story where he nagged the Lord like he, um, he had a, um, a, a heavenly experience where he was in front of God and he experienced heaven, he experienced the Lord and when he was on earth again, you can put it that way, he's like, okay, Lord, but from everything I've seen now, if, if I just have a drop of what you have there, just a drop, then, man, I just walk in a hospital and the hospital is healed. The hospital is healed, not a few individuals. Everyone is healed. I'll just walk in the streets and the people will just repent and come to Jesus. I can do this, why not? And he got frustrated. Like, why? You can do this in an instant. Like, why? Why do you do this? And this is what the Lord said to him. He said, I long to give gifts to men more than those men long for those gifts themselves. But I love you too much to give you a gift that I later need to judge you for because you were not ready for the adult adulation, it means with the admiration, the praise that will come if I give you that kind of power. So sometimes we have a gift, or not sometimes, we all have a, a, a gift, but so sometimes we want to step into that gift instantly now, because yes, man, I've got healing hands. It's but with that comes pressure from the world, comes praises from people. And accurate. No, nie meer pastoor koetsie, nie kus nou apostle prophet koetsie. And pride begins to come in because my 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 walk with him, my private victories with him, is not strong enough. So sometimes the Lord is just protecting us for our own good because he knows what can and will happen. Amen? So the whole um, the issue of gifts and authority and power, it's not about God's inability. It's not about him not wanting to do it. It's more, it's more a, th- a thing of it's more the, the, the issue of the willingness of us to, to walk the walk, to pay the price, to pick up our cross, 
and to do all these other things first before he releases us in our gifting. That's a, that's a big thing. It's not in my notes, but that's a big thing I, I said to my wife um, last week. Like it's, it's actually scary when you hear the voice of God because then you are compelled to do something. If you don't do something when you hear his voice, you ignore him. When you ignore God, then you see him as insignificant. And who are we to see him as someone insignificant? Okay, so let me go on. You, is it helpful today? You learn something, yeah? Okay. Um, so, where am I? I just lost my notes here. So, and, and, that's, um, and that's also, yeah, that's also something that us here at Church Living Word is our, our heart is truly to equip our, our, the, 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 the church to have that personal relationship with Jesus that comes from that small behind-the-scenes victory. So that when you are released to do your, whatever the Lord has called you to do, that you are able to do that and do that successfully. But it all comes to relationship with Jesus. It's not about the gifts or the giftings. It's about the relationship with Jesus. The giftings comes second. Um, and that's, that's something, and also uh, there's a, a, a slide for that, that our heart is, for us as a, ch- a, a, a church, that, um, that, that it is good for us to come to a place where his presence means more than his gift. His presence means more than his gifts. Um, since, since quite a few years ago, when I joined uh, Living Word, man, I tell you, the Lord used me in many, many, many ways, and all those stuff, um, the, the, the giftings, like healings, miracles, and signs of wonders, you name it, um, I did it. But I tell you, there's, there's still many times such a hunger within me to have more of his presence. Because I can lay my hands on the sick and they get healed. I can give a prophetic word. It's super accurate. And I can do all these wild things. But with, um, uh, 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 um, within myself, I still hunger for more and more of his presence. It's, it's as if, yes, this is nice, this is good, I love it, but it's, it, it's, not, it's not him, I want more of him. And when we have more of him, all these other things will flow, it's fine. But first, look for his presence, look for intimacy with him, because then all these other things makes more sense, more fun. Yeah. So our heart is to come to a place where his presence means more than his gift. No matter what your gift is. His presence comes when you persevere in the little things that small behind-the-scenes victories where it's just you and him. Just you and him, just those little things. And I stomp up, tell up all the dudes here with husbands or with uh, the dudes with husbands. That sounds wrong. So all the men with wives, on a plaque. All the men with wives and all the all the men with the girlfriends when they take them out on a date, little things open the door, close the door. Um, 
little things, open the door, close the door. Um, at home, you pick up the trash, you take the shit out. Little things that nobody sees, you're not always in the mood for it. But it makes a, 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 a difference because the Lord sees you are faithful with those little things. So he comes and he works within you, he forms you, he molds you, he makes you stronger. So that when you are released in your gifting, you won't break, you won't bend, you won't crack. Make sense? 1 Samuel 15 verse 22. I'm nearly done. 1 Samuel 15 verse 22. So, so Samuel said, As the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. And that's something I talked about before as well. Um, there's, there's two forms of obedience. There's a thing on there for that, a slide on there for that. There's two forms of obedience. Number one is obedience. Obedience itself. And number two is submission. So obedience itself. You can have a poor attitude and still be obedient. So ons kom nou by die kerk aan en Jaak het nou gepreek, finansies en alles. Man, gee toch nie die geld. Otherwise I'm going to hear it again. You were obedient, you gave, it says so in the scripture, you must give, but not a good attitude. When it comes to submission, you can't have a bad attitude and be submissive. It doesn't work together. He says, seek first the kingdom and everything, thank you, Jack, for that, we heard it all, like, and... Now we all hear God's voice because we were here last weekend. Like, okay, God said that this thing in my mind number 100 bucks. So thank you, Lord, that you value my 100 bucks so much because there's something you can do with this in your kingdom. Yes, I might not have the petrol in my car. Um, yes, I might not have food in my fridge, but you said, and because you said you must, there must be a value that you have on my hundred bucks that you can use. I give this to you, Lord God, with joy in my heart. That's the difference between obedience and submission. And it says, and I've said this before as well, that nowhere in scripture it says that, that um, the Lord loves the obedient giver. <laughs> doesn't. It says he loves a joyful giver. So, submission involves attitude of the heart where ob obedience involves the act. Make sense? It's about those little things. Submission to God builds those private victories. Submission to God builds those private victories. So, private victories, it inspires our faith. Because why? Each time we have a success, okay, I felt that nudge from Holy Spirit to do this one thing, so I do it. Yeah, successful. Because I was successful in responding to God. It builds my faith. And because it, it builds my faith, or how does it, 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 it builds my, how does it build my faith? Like I felt that there was a revelation from God. I heard him and I, and I responded to him. So there's something he revealed and I heard it and I responded and I was successful. So the obedience to God, submissive obedience to God then builds my faith. 
because it reveals my heart and his heart, builds my faith. And through stepping out in, in, in faith, the Lord responds, and then you can see his hand in it as well. Like, look at David. He stepped out in faith with a giant, and the Lord responded and helped him kill the giant. So submissive obedience in the little things brings revelation from God, which again in turn builds our faith. Last scripture is in, in Romans 12, verse 6 where it says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If in prophecy, let us prophesy in portion to our faith. In essence is we need to position ourselves in a place and do things in a private that we know it will build our faith. What we do in the private, that's where we, we take the ash and we blow the ash of the coals and again we begin to ignite on the inside. We begin to, to burn for God, to become hungry for him again and not fall back into where we were. Make sense? Okay. So, there can be no consistent public victories without a consistent history of private. To conclude, to conclude, the private victories that we have with, with the Lord, it builds our foundations so that we can withstand the weight of public victories. And consistency in private victories are built over time, not instant. It's not looked at no two-minute noodles. It's something it's built over time. And the more it's built over time, the stronger it is. Amen. Not, we need to start building up a history of private victories, consistent private victories, because then when change comes, it won't scare us. When the victories come in public, it won't crack our foundations. When change comes, we don't see it as many opportunities to fail. We see it as many opportunities where God brings success, where we will be successful. It's a whole change of mindset. And private victories must greatly outnumber public victories. And no one knows it but you and God. Amen. Let's have our eyes closed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. And thank you that you are a faithful God. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the one that makes us strong. Thank you, Jesus, that you send us your Holy Spirit so that we don't have to do life alone. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our helper and that, that you help us that whatever we do behind the scenes, Lord God, those little the, the victories, that it's not just sand that's up in the air, but with you helping us, with you walking with us, guiding us, Lord God, it becomes firm and strong foundations, the foundations without cracks. And that's through that Holy Spirit, 
you set us up for success. You set us up for success, Lord God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will create a new hunger within us. And the hunger that we have ready for you, that you will feel that within us, Lord Jesus. That we can't but wait to do something for you. That we can't but wait to pick up that piece of paper. That we can't but wait to change that toilet roll or to pay for someone at the till or whatever because we know Lord God that it is through these little things that you work within us and through us and make us stronger and prepare us Lord God to walk strongly with you in your kingdom so yes Lord God I pray for that new hunger I pray Lord God for a new determination and an expectation in our church to follow you Lord God to hunger more after you to run after you Lord Jesus and to to look out for those successes I pray Lord God that you will make our faith strong that you will open up also our spiritual eyes that we can see what you want us to do Lord God and pray Lord for opportunities to come our way that we can Practice all those things, Lord God. And by practicing, Lord God, I pray that you will reveal more of yourself to us. That ultimately, Lord, it's about getting closer to you, getting in a relationship with you, getting to know you. Yes, Lord God, I pray for a boldness to stand up in our church, to come and fill the atmosphere here to come and fill everyone here that we have a, 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 a boldness to walk with you and to do all these things Lord God to prepare us for what you have called us to do I pray Lord God for a deepening in a relationship with you Lord God I thank you for you are Jesus and I pray Lord also for protection for our church in these next two weeks that whatever you came, Lord God, and detonated in our church these last few weeks, that there is no way that the enemy can come and steal that from anyone here. That we will all burn so strongly for you and what you've called us to have, Lord God, that there's no chance for the enemy to come and steal. So I pray for your protection over everyone, Lord God, pray Lord God that everyone as we we go home this afternoon that we will walk in your grace that we will walk in your faith that we will walk in your righteousness that we will walk in your justice I thank you for you we are Holy Spirit I thank you Father thank you Jesus Amen